Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Tell Me Yours, a storytelling podcast with me, your host, Trey Everett. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Tell Me Yours, a storytelling podcast with me, your host, Trey Everett. Today on the pod, I have an incredible guest with an incredible story. I wanted to take a slightly different approach with this week's episode. So instead of my guest just telling me a story, I actually chat with my guests a little bit more this week. It's not necessarily an interview, but I just wanted to ask some specific questions because my guest had a book that just came out on August 26th of 2021, and her book is her story. Naz Meknat is on the pod today. She's a celebrity stylist and an author. Her memoir, 7,000 Miles to Freedom, like I said, just came out in August of 2021. If you want to hear more of Naz's story, please go check out her book. It's truly incredible. It's inspirational. I'm so thankful she shared it with us today. Now, that being said, she does have kind of a funny story at the end that I'm so happy she ended with because it's 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 just hilarious and it's really, really a great way to end this week's episode. So without further ado, please welcome... Nas McNutt. Okay, perfect. I love that. All right. How's your morning been? Not bad. How are you? I'm doing well. It's great to meet you. Great to meet you too. Yeah, I was. It's so funny. I was just thinking a little bit earlier, and I was like, "Man, how did I even come across uh, Nas at first? And then I was like, "Oh yeah, we have the same publisher." I was like, "Oh, that's why." That's um, Black was writing as well, right? Yeah, so I'm, I have a book coming out um, in a week from Thursday. I oh my think. god, how exciting! Cra- yeah, kind of crazy. Uh, and then yours just came out in August, right? August twenty sixth. Twenty sixth or yeah, twenty sixth. Cool. How's it been? Good. It's a wild ride. You know, it's a memoir, so it's just mm. like so different to have to share your life with the whole world. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, a it's incredible to have a story to share, especially one like that one that you share in the book, which is amazing. But it's like also the idea of of writing it down and like 
Obviously, you lived it. Obviously, it's real. But like putting it into words and giving those words to other people to read, I feel like would almost even make it even more real in certain ways. It's definitely it's been one of the hardest things I've ever done. Mm -hmm. So, but here we are. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I am like kind of curious, like I'm sure you always, a, a small part of you probably always had the idea to write this into a memoir, your experience, your story, kind of uh, what you did and went through. Was there any like inciting incident for you where you were like, I just, I just want to do this. Like, I just need to get this done. You know, um, I, I it actually wasn't something that I thought about I wanted to do mm -hmm. um, ever. I'm very private, so I just wanted to keep the story to myself. Even my, you know, family that I'm very close to didn't know a lot of details hmm. uh, or some, you know, events and incidents. They had no idea. I just was like, what's the point of, you know, just breaking their hearts, you know, hearing the stories. Yeah, absolutely. So, no, I never wanted to talk about it. And uh, a lot of my close friends didn't know. And when the Me Too movement happened a okay. few years ago, um, I was just always speaking so passionately about you know the movement and the people who are coming forward yeah, and yeah, yeah. Of mine just noticed there's something in me so they ask some questions and i told them you know bits and pieces of my past and my story i didn't really tell them the whole thing and they were just you know they were fascinated and they kept like <laughs> like you have to you have to you have to and i still said no i still resisted you know as i said the idea of like putting your whole life and experience yeah out there you know it's very scary mm -hmm. and then one of my friends uh he's from the same region as i am oh cool um he's from afghanistan and i'm from iran but he said something that it just it was a nail in the coffin it, he would said this is not about you you understand telling the story might help someone who is in your situation where you were this is a responsibility that you have you know, all your fears, what, what will people say? What will people think? It's like, it's, don't make it about you. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That was, that was when I decided, okay, I'm going to do it. I love that so much. And I, I mean, I would say like, that's not unlike the Me Too movement where it, I feel like it just kind of takes a tribe to say, hey, we love you. You're supported. This is an important thing to share. And like, it could help so many, so many more people if you just are willing to share it. Um, it was just the bravery of the women. Absolutely. Themselves in that situation and tell their stories. It's a scary place. It's not absolutely. easy. Absolutely. Well, like especially, especially like in our very male dominated society. And especially like, the industry I'm in, you know, absolutely. a lot of people told me not to write. It's like, don't do it. The industry you're in, you might not get clients. And I'm like, I'm not talking bad about it's it's before I mm -hmm. started in this industry. So this, this is not even about that. But I would some people discouraged me from writing it. And mm. they were, mm, I don't know your career. But as I said, I saw the bravery of, the, of these women yeah. about the most intimate and scariest experiences in their life. I was like, you know, I, I got to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, kind of knowing that, how have those interactions changed now that the book is out and now that people do have access to read the story? Like, have you found those people are like, oh, hey, this is actually really brilliant. We're glad that you did that. Or how, are they kind of sticking to their guns? Or like, what's that like? What's that like experience been now that the book is out? They're sticking to what they told oh. me. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
to be honest, I want to say 99% of people had a very positive reaction. Cool. You know, strangers and friends or family. Um, they've all been very kind and, and, and surprised because mm-hmm. as I said, you know, I, I work in this industry, which is, you know, entertainment industry. I work with celebrities and, you know, that that's such a fascinating world to some people. So for them to hear the backstory, where I actually came from, what I went through to get here, they were like, what? Even my closest friends, they were like, the image we had, you know, was so different than what you actually have lived through. Mm. So I want to say, yeah, 99% of people have been positive. The you know, response has been great and kind. Surprisingly, I've gotten one or two reactions from people I didn't expect. The people that like, I thought would be super supportive. They were like, oh, I would never talk about these things. And I had to take a step back and be like, why would she say this or what would you know you think this way and um you know everybody's different some people would like to protect their image and i could have taken that road to be like i have this image that people think oh so fancy and this job and the events that you go to because it's the life they see on social media yeah so i could have just protected that facade and we live in Los Angeles, where the image to some people is everything. But I felt like times are changing. And the more authentic you are, the more honest you are, you know, the more people can relate to you. I'm not a robot. I've had a past. I live that. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's going to bother some people. And it's going to think like, oh, I'm, I would have never talked about these things. I'm like, okay, oh, you shouldn't. But yeah, I personally felt responsible to... Be completely honest. Um, I decided when I decided I'm gonna write this book, I said I'm gonna go all the way or I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. I'm not gonna hold back. I love that. I I mean I think that creates the most like authentic work. So I'm glad that that's what you decided to do with it. Okay, so normally I just have someone tell me a story, but I'm 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 just so fascinated by like kind of what you have to share. Um, and I know that your story is your book, so like I would much rather people just buy your book and hear your story that you have to tell. So in lieu of like the traditional kind of format of how I do these, are there any like key moments or key highlights or or key experiences you had kind of in the midst of what you went through that you would like want to share or talk about or anything that kind of stands out to you? Like, I'm glad that I, you know, even though I just like, even till the last minute the book was being published, even afterwards, I questioned. Mm decision so I was just like as I said I'm very private you know and I don't just go around talk about my experiences and the trauma um so I I I doubted this you know process of being so open yeah the whole time um it's scary it's It's very it's really scary yeah you know it brings back to these events I lived in in the states since 1997. Mm-hmm. So these uh, events happened between like 1994 and 1997 till I left. So it's been more than 20 years. For sure, yeah. But facing them again, having to write about all those memories, and these are the memories that I, you know, not necessarily sit down and think about every day. So I kind of put it in the back of my mind. You know, I'm here, I'm safe, I can go on with my life now. I don't have to worry and be scared of what's going to happen to me. It brought back all those memories. Mm-hmm. So it gave me an opportunity to actually sit down with all these thoughts and experiences. 
and feel them for one last time. So in, in, in a way, I want to say it was therapeutic. Mm. Um, I never seek, you know, therapy or anything, mm-hmm. for, you know, the trauma that I experienced. So it was very therapeutic. It definitely brought my uh, relationship with my mom a lot closer. Mm. Um, so for people who are going to read the book or read the book, they know, like, in my teenage years, I had some turbulence with my relationship. I'm the youngest, you know, of four uh, siblings and my age difference with them is very big. So it's mm. like 11 years, nine years, seven years. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's a part and then there's me. Yeah. So <laughs> I feel like I didn't have the relationship I really craved and wanted with my mom. And all my life, I kind of like blamed her. Mm. And then having to write this book, I had to talk to her about a lot of things because I was either very, very uh, young and like a small child, I wouldn't remember some things. And she has a really, she has a better memory than I do. So that that was like about me, but I wouldn't remember. And then I had to ask her about her life. You know, I had to, because I also include some of that in my book about what my mother went through. Mm. Listening to her made me uh, realize what a strong woman she is. And the way that I was feeling when I was a teenager had nothing to do with her lack of love for me. Mm. It was just the best she knew how to do at the moment. Yeah, totally. So it definitely one of the best things that came out of writing the book was first healing, you know, and, and recognizing that I'm very strong. I went through that and I'm here and also like brought my relationship with my mom a lot closer. So I'm very grateful for that. That's amazing. I love that so much. And now is, is the rest of your family also in the States now as well? Or are, do you still have some overseas? No, they're all here. So I was the last cool. person. Who, oh, got it. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I was the last person who was back home. I got married to my very first boyfriend at age of 19 and I stayed behind. Mm. My siblings, you know, everybody was living in the States in California already. And unfortunately, I made the decision to stay behind. <laughs> but you, you're, you're here now, so that's all that matters, I guess. Yeah, so everybody's here. Um, that's like one of the things that I cherish the most, being close to my family, because as I said, I was back home. They were all here. So for years, I was separated from my siblings. My parents were going back and forth, mm. but I was separated from my siblings. So it's very important to me now that I'm close to them and they live like you know an hour outside of LA um when I decided that I want to move to Los Angeles for my work I was just like had this anxiety and they were like you understand it's just an hour away (laughs) (laughs) no we're so close we're like right down the street oh my gosh that's so funny that's incredible okay so you're here uh you 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 get you get to California did you know you wanted to work in the field that you work in now not exactly so I was always a very creative child the only creative child in my family I love it I can relate yeah (laughs) he knows and in like medical industry they're all like have very serious jobs but I was always a dreamer I I was fascinated with anything crazy so Film was one of my like greatest games. I loved movies, I loved films. Um, I loved drawings. I would write poetry. I would experiment with like fashion. So I was always the first who wanted to like wear the latest fashion. And 
anything in a creative field, I just, I loved it. It just kind of like made me feel alive. Um, so when I came to the States, you know, I came from a world that's so different from here. You know, it's, it probably wouldn't have been as big of a shock if I moved to Europe because our cultures are kind of similar because we're closer to Europe than America. This is its own world. Like when you come to America, you're just like, everything is different. Um, so first I had to find my place here. I'm lucky that my whole family was here. So I had, you know, them to kind of like, and besides my sisters and my parents, um, I have like cousins and uncles and, you know, second cousins. I have a big family oh, cool. yeah. in Southern California. So I'm lucky that I had that, but it's still for myself. I was an adult. I was 23 years old when I moved here. I had to find my place and get used to America and California. So it took me a few years to kind of like get a job and kind of like, I, I spoke English, but we are taught British English, more like very proper. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to kind of, you know, find a way to kind of perfect my um, language skills, American English. I had to find, you know, what is it? Like, where do I belong? Where do I fit in this country, in this community? And then obviously I had to take care of my citizenship and, you know, becoming a legal citizen and all that. So that took a few years. Once that was done, um, I just, one day I was, I got engaged to um, an American man. And that was like my very first experience of like being in a relationship with, you know, an American man. I was so infatuated. But, and he wasn't even like, it's funny to say this now, years later. Now I'm like, it wasn't even love. It was just such an infatuation with, you know, the oh, first interesting. I had a relationship with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, the, the engagement was like, it, it wasn't a good thing. So it, we broke up. After we broke up, it was just, um, you know, you try so hard. You go through so many hurdles to get here. And I'm like, why am I so defeated by such a you know it wasn't it wasn't compared to what I've gone through it wasn't that serious so I had to think that you know what I need to do something for me something that I always wanted to do I'm here I have the opportunity let's not focus on relationships now this is not the time so I decided to go to school um, and I went to college late I went to college when I was like 28 I decided to go to a uh, fashion institute of design and merchandising and take oh, cool. like, like something that I've always dreamed of. I'm like, I wanted to be a creative person, but mm -hmm. I, I want to have an education behind it. I love that. Yeah. Myself through college, I graduated um, with a fashion degree and, um, you know, little by little by little, I just started working with clients and, you know, building my career and years later here we are <laughs> i love that i love that i know so i know we kind of chatted briefly um i think either via instagram or facebook this book is sort of like a one-off you kind of were able to scratch that creative itch you don't plan to write any other books as of now right you know never say never yeah absolutely there you go there you go <laughs> i'm like okay i'm not a writer by trade this is not what i do for living absolutely um, I don't, when people say, you know, you're an author and I'm like, that sounds very like serious. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you wrote a book. And I'm like, okay. 
would i i love that i love that like that sounds pretty intense i don't know if that's what i (laughs) i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. (laughs) Such a serious title. I don't know if I can live up to that, but... Yes, I did write my book. I did write my memoir. However, I always sound like I had one story. Mm. But then people come back and ask me, like, so how did you get here? Because my book ends where I, when I arrived to U.S. Oh, yeah. cool. So I arrived here in, like, um, I just had an anniversary, actually. November 27th of 1997. That's amazing. My story in the book ends the day after. I don't talk about, I talk a little bit about, like, what I do now. At the beginning, I opened the book with the story of like me in Cannes Film Festival. But I don't go into details of what happened after I got here. How did mm-hmm. I, you know, uh, get my um, citizenship? How I, what happened? My relationships after that, you know, my career. So some people are curious and do ask, so would you write? I'm like, you know what? Maybe. Yeah, never say never. Never say never. I don't I know. Well, I don't know if I won't. We'll see. Yeah. You could call it 7,000 hours sitting in LA traffic. You could oh my that. God. That's you a could real- call it that. <laughs> title. I know. <clears throat> if you could, because like I said, my, my whole goal with, I think this episode with you is just going to, is just going to, I'm just going to yell at people to go buy your book because I think that's the best way to support both the story and you, which is great. If there was one thing you could wish people would take away from reading your book, what would what would that be? So, you know, after writing the book, I just found myself being really drawn to the whole, you know, women's rights and 
you know, being active in domestic violence and survivors and victims of, you know, domestic violence and um, child abuse and, you know, all that that comes with, you know, anything that children and women are facing as far as the violence. One thing that I really would like women especially to take from the book is that what is waiting for you after you leave a very abusive relationship cannot be worse than your current situation. Hmm. The biggest message I have is just ask for help. I come from a country that women have no right. They're not, you know, human rights is not practiced. And when you speak about human rights not being present, then, you know, women in in those countries absolutely have zero rights. Mm -hmm. So I had nowhere to go. As I said, my whole family was here in the States. I was alone with, you know, my, at the time, husband, who was extremely abusive, and his family was um, turning a blind eye. They just didn't want to have anything to do with it. If I went to the police, they would laugh at me and send me back, because once you get married, you're a property of the man. There is no organizations or nonprofits that I could go to and ask for help. And I'm I'm speaking about, you know, 1996, 1997. I don't for know. Sure. For sure. That. For sure. I don't know how it is now. Things might be better. Mm-hmm. But at the time when I lived there, you know, you live in a country where it's ruled by an extremely, you know, extremist Islamic government. There's, there's no way that, you know, I, I had no way mm-hmm. of going to anybody and ask for help. So I have, I had nowhere to go. So when people ask like, what is your message? My message is if I could do it in a country like that, and I could, Mm. my life literally changed within 30 minutes. Mm. I wasn't speaking about the abuse that was happening for a long time. I didn't tell my, my sister would call from California to check on me once a week and I wouldn't say anything. So finally, when it got to a point that I, it was a matter of life or death. And I was like, I might not be wake up next, the next day. I might die from, you know, the physical abuse that I'm uh, experiencing. And my family wouldn't know why, what happened, because I never said anything. Mm. So when I decided to speak up and say something to my sister, within 30 minutes, my whole life changed. Mm. So we had a plan in place. I left and, you know, you can read the rest in the book, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just, my heart breaks when women in the state or in, I don't know, England, Germany, because I hear these stories that they stay in abusive relationships because they think there's nowhere to go. They might not have a supporting family. They might might not have financial support, but they don't understand like there are so many people out there. There's so many organizations. You live in a, in, in these advanced, you know, developed countries that there are, you know, resources out there for you to reach out to. And there's always somebody that can help you. But if you don't know, you don't know. So you have to speak up. You have to ask. Yeah. Help. And it breaks my heart when, when women don't do that. And I hear stories all the time where they get killed, you know, and, you know, the abusive uh, person, partner that they're with um does something that they either you know end up in a hospital or they're killed or their children are hurt so i just want to tell them the best thing you can do for yourself and your children is to leave Mm -hmm. if you ask for help there's always somebody out there that will help yeah absolutely absolutely thank i mean thank you for that that's i think that's like such an important yeah that's just such an important thing to share and to encourage people that 
yeah, there is always help available. Like you don't have to feel so alone in that situation. And then to your point, like especially being in America where we, we do have so many resources, like for as broken as our system can be sometimes, like we do still have so many resources that are available to people that, that yeah, need Yeah, it's them. not perfect. It is Absolutely, not yeah. The stories of, you know, women have left, I'm going to a shelter, but you know, the system is broken. Definitely there are things that can be, um, that can be a, a little better in place policy mm-hmm. and you know help however it's not worse than what they're living the experiences they're having absolutely partner yeah absolutely and and abuse is not just physical like mm-hmm. you know i had an experience after you know i had a very long relationship here for years with um, a man that I thought I will marry. And there was no physical abuse like I experienced before. But after a few years, I saw, I'm like, I see a pattern. Mm. And I feel like mentally and emotionally, I'm being abused because everything I do is not good enough. I'm always Mm. put down for things that aren't like I'm doing is not perfect. I'm just compared to an ex or compared to this person and that person. And I, I recognize that because I've already been through the worst of the worst. Yeah, absolutely. But for me, I was like, I recognize that and I'm not going to take it and I'm going to leave because just because it's not physical, it doesn't mean it's it, it's acceptable. to be Absolutely. In- yeah, absolutely. Putting in that place. We have one life. It's, it's a short life. So I just, you know, want people to understand, you know, they're, they're, they're worth it. They can leave and it would be better. It yeah. definitely would be better. It wouldn't be easy, but it would be better. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I love that. And I, I completely agree. Thank you for sharing all of that. That's so like, yeah, it's just incredible. And like I said, I'm going to I'm gonna advocate hard for people just to buy your book so they can read your story because I think that's really important. You said you have sort of a lighthearted story that you wanted to end with. So I am, I'm all ears. Um, I know my book is very heavy. For it's, sure. I yeah. always tell people, I'm like, you know, it, it's a short read, but it's not a light read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. friends, when he came out, he went and got like, ordered like 10 copies. And I'm like, why? He's like, I want to give it for Christmas gifts. I'm like, that's not a story that makes people happy around <laughs> Christmas time and the holidays. I'm like, I don't think this is a book. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, I love it. It is, and it's heavy. And, um, but you're like, but also thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay, but just just warn them, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> happy, it's gonna make him cry. <laughs> I apologize in advance, but it's a true story. It's my life. So yeah. um, but you know, one of the reasons that people are very fascinated and very surprised by my story is because most of the people have seen my life here and mm-hmm. You know, especially with social media being, you know, what for the past like 10 years being really, you know, big and mm-hmm. people have only seen my life through the lens of social media, which very little people put like the bad experiences and hard times on social media. Everybody's always putting, yeah. you know, trips and travels and, you know, fun things. <clears throat> so for people seeing like I'm a celebrity stylist and Obviously, I post my clients, my work, the events that I go to, and all these fashion and fun stuff, um, knowing where I came from and how I got here. Mm-hmm. That's what makes them feel like, whoa, like I can't believe. And this is very important to me because mm-hmm. I have young nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I know how social media affects me as a, you know an adult and as a grown woman who's been through yeah. life experiences. So when I see younger people looking at all these things in social media and comparing themselves and getting down and you know sad and depressed, I felt like you know it's very irresponsible of me putting all this stuff, which I have been on social media, but not talking about how I got here. It's not that like I didn't wake up and everything was handed to me and I have such a fabulous life in, yeah. in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's important for people to know I went through hell and you know till i got here so it's it's it was hard even you know making a name for myself in the industry and become a celebrity stylist it, it's it definitely is not something that was handed to me i started late so i was always behind every colleague of mine because they were all so much younger they started mm -hmm. there they had the resources you know right when they graduated high school and that wasn't my situation so that didn't discourage me. And I was just like, this is what I love to do. And I'm going to go after it. And it was a hard road, but I'm here. Mm -hmm. But people love to hear stories about, you know, celebrities and these. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. one of the things that I tell them when they want to hear a lighter, funnier story. In uh, 2019, um, I think it was an after party for a Golden Globes or Emmys. I don't know if you, I, I want to say maybe it was a Golden Globe after party and it was a Netflix after party. Okay. So um, my friend who, you know, works in, in the film industry um, and I, we decided to go to this after party. So I usually just get my clients ready. You know, it's, it's usually a hectic day when it's a big award show. So you, you know, early in the morning, you will, there's like a weeks of prepping. Mm -hmm. and that day you have to go to your clients you know hotel room or place get them ready make them look perfect send them to the red carpet and we usually if you're invited to an after party we run home watch the show as we're getting ready and when the show ends you know we all go to a party mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so we were invited to the netflix party and you we were very excited <laughs> to get this invitation so we managed to get an invitation to this party so we are super excited we're probably the first people who like are in that party nobody was there yeah 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 <laughs> so we found the spot and it was right it's a couch right on the dance floor uh we're like this is the best spot nobody's here yet let's save this so we can watch everybody yeah yeah, yeah. I was there all these celebrities started coming in and like big celebrities obviously it's a netflix party and we had a couple of drinks already because we were so early. <laughs> we were just sitting on a couch watching, you know, the party, the celebrities mingling. And on a dance floor, some people, you know, started dancing. And then there's this lady uh, dancing the night off by herself on a dance floor. And she looks at us and she goes like this. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my friend and I look at each other like, who is this person? I'm like, hmm. she looks like Emmy Poehler, but that's not Emmy Poehler. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to go dance with a stranger. And like, she kept saying, come down. Like, both of us are like, nah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, we are like going through social media and, you know, what people, you know, these, these media outlets post about the parties. And it turns out it was Amy Poehler. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was on a dance floor, same outfit and everything. And we are like, oh, my God, you were so good. <laughs> Not that you should be rude to anybody, celebrity or not. But like saying no to Amy Poehler who wants to dance with you, who do you think you are? 
But it was so funny because my friend actually is a huge fan of hers. Mm-hmm. And she, as I said, she's in a movie industry. And she was just like, I cannot believe I missed the opportunity to actually be on a dance floor in 84 and dance with her. I cannot believe we was like specifically her. doing the universal sign of come dance with me. This is going to be fun. Exactly. <laughs> and you're like, who is this lady? She looks like Amy Fuller, but did you know? Oh, my name? God. Oh, I love that. So we were thinking he's just a random person like us who found Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so long story short, we were really embarrassed the next day. And we were doing some, um, had a podcast, but during the pandemic, the two of us would just like talk about subjects and put it on YouTube. And we had to like apologize and say, we are so sorry. We had no idea what to do. If you ever hear this, please forgive us. Oh my gosh. Like my one really embarrassing story that, you know, people usually just like tell us a funny story. I'm like, honestly, I, I still to this day, I cannot believe we did that. I love that. That is so and we said no to Amy Poehler. So. <laughs> I love that so much. Thank you so much for this today. It was so great to chat with you. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna herd people towards your book. Yeah, anybody who wants to get the book, it's on Amazon, Seven Thousand Miles to Freedom. And um, you know, if people want to have you know more updates, I usually just post it on my Instagram. They can just see you know what I'm up to in all the interviews and you know questions. I love it. Thank, thank you so much you. again. You're of great. Course. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Have a uh, have a great rest of your day. Have a great rest of your week. Have a great rest of your year. And yeah, I'll, I'll look forward to us, us chatting again soon. Sounds great. Happy holidays. You as well. Bye-bye. Take care. Thank you again for listening to this week's episode of Tell Me Yours. Thank you so much to Naz for sharing her incredible story. Again, if you want to know more about her story, please go buy her book, 7,000 Miles to Freedom. It's available on Amazon. Um, You can also find links through her website, which is just nazmeknat.com. Or if you want to follow her on Instagram, it's just at Nas underscore Mechnat. I'll make sure to leave all of this information in the show notes of this episode. Please go follow her. She's incredible. She's wonderful. If you want to follow us, Twitter and Instagram, we are just at Tell Me Yours Pod. And if you want the full unedited episode with Nas, head over to patreon.com slash tell me yours. I will have the full and uncut episode with video there. Thank you so much again, Nas, for sharing your story. Everyone go buy her book. Thank you so much again for listening to this week's episode of Tell Me Yours. And until next week, be kind to each other, and we'll talk soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.